Chapter 1 Why Inquire? When we think about ourselves, what do we experience? What do we see? What are our lives like? Most of us live in a continual struggle of seeking pleasure and pushing away pain. For long stretches of time, we persistently feel that our lives aren't enough, full enough, rich enough, complete enough. Once in a while, we find ourselves experiencing contentment. Everything seems just right. But usually, we feel this contentment only briefly. We then try to improve something, or worry about the future, or in some other way fail to simply be with the contentment. Suppose it is a beautiful day, a day like today, and you are sitting in your garden reading Space Cruiser Inquiry. You are sitting on a comfortable grey garden chair that you purchased from Amazon for about 50 pounds. And you are really enjoying this book as you begin to read it. But then let's say after a few pages, you suddenly start to experience the narrator of this book as someone who reminds you of your father. Your father who maybe used to lecture you or never let you have any privacy. And even though you are by yourself, you suddenly get the feeling that someone is standing over you, judging you for sitting here and reading aloud this wonderful book, Space Cruiser Inquiry rather than doing some writing, or reading another book, or washing the dishes. You decide that it's probably not a very good book, and put it away. What you really want, you feel now, is something to eat. So you go off and you make a cup of tea, and grab a handful of vegan choc chip biscuits, and Halfway through eating these, you realize you weren't really hungry. Maybe a nap would make you feel better. You close your eyes, but now you are completely restless. The contentment of an hour ago is gone, and you don't know how you lost it. This is how we live, trying to manipulate the outer world so that our inner world can be at peace. But this struggle is a hopeless task. It is not what will bring us to a state of contentment. This example of our internal process points to a basic fact of our ongoing experience. We don't know how to leave ourselves alone. Every internal action involves some kind of rejection of our present state, our actual reality. And there is a deeper consequence to this attitude of rejection. By rejecting what is so for us in the present moment, we are rejecting ourselves. We are out of touch with our being. Aiming toward the future, we sacrifice the present. By looking outside ourselves for what is missing, we subject ourselves, our souls, to the pain. The pain of abandonment. But the fact is, Nothing is missing. Our true nature, and this nature in which I am sitting, is actually always there. Our true nature is being, 
is here, is now, and everything is made of this true nature. Rocks, people, clouds, apple trees, the birds singing in the apple tree, all the things in our life. However, these things do not exist independently the way we think they do. What we are really seeing are the various forms of being. To understand being itself, the nature of what we truly are, we must penetrate the inner fundamental nature of existence. To be open to this fundamental nature, we must question what we think we are. Am I really a white, middle-aged male of a certain height and weight and age and address who is defined by my personal history? And if that's not me, well, what is? We are like the river that doesn't know it is fundamentally composed of water. It is afraid of expanding because it believes that it might not be a river anymore. But once you know you are water, what difference does it make whether you are a river or a lake? Your being is what is constantly manifesting as you. It thinks by using your brain. It walks by using your legs. But in your daily experience, you think you're a bundle of arms and legs and thoughts and do not experience the unity that underlies all of your experience. When we are not in touch with being, we experience a kind of hollowness. We lack a sense of wholeness or value or capacity or meaning. We might search endlessly for pleasure or contentment, but without an appreciation of our true nature. We are missing most of the pleasure that is possible in our lives. Our nature, our being, is the most precious thing there is, yet most of us lose touch with it as we dream, wish, hope, scheme and struggle to have what we think is a good life. We want the right diploma, the best job, the ideal mate. But without some appreciation of our true nature, we end up on the outer fringes of life, always tasting a bland imitation of the nectar of existence. The soul. Being manifests itself to itself through us as human beings. In us, being beholds its beauty and celebrates its majesty. Our experience of ourselves in our totality and our tangibility is what in the diamond approach we mean by the term soul. The soul is what experiences and it is lived experience itself. It is the inner psychic organism, the individual consciousness that is the site of all experience. The human soul is pure potentiality, the potentiality of being. It is always the way that being, in all its magnificence, opens up and manifests its richness. To experience the richness of our being, the potential of our soul, we must allow our experience to become more and more open and increasingly question what we assume we are. Usually, we identify with a very limited part of our potential, what we call the ego or personality. Some call it the small self, but this identity is actually a distortion of what we really are, which is a completely open flow out of the mystery of being. A human being is a universe of experience, multifaceted and multidimensional. Each of us is a soul, a dynamic consciousness, a magical organ of experience and action. And each of us is in a constant state of transformation, of one experience opening up to another, one action leading to another, one perception multiplying into many others, of perception, 
growing into knowledge, knowledge leading to action, and action creating more experience. This unfolding is constant, dynamic, and full of energy. This is the very nature of what we call life. The dual dynamics of experience. The beauty of life is that it can be a continuous opening to the full range of experience and richness possible for the human being, the dynamic unfolding of the human potential. This life can be a celebration of the mystery of our being. We can live a life of love, taking joy in ourselves, in other human beings, and in the richness of our home planet. Our life can be full of appreciation, sensitivity and wonder in all that surrounds us. Such a life can be a thrilling and exciting adventure of learning, maturing and expanding. But it can also be a life of strife, struggle, misery and depression, which frequently becomes filled with suffering, frustration, envy and aggression. We can easily find ourselves leading a life of selfishness, antagonism and exploitation. When this happens, life soon becomes dull, boring, superficial, while the undertone can feel sadistic and brutal. At these times, life never loses its dynamic and transformative character, but the unfoldment of being reveals mostly the dark and destructive possibilities of our potential, the negative and depressive side of human experience. The freshness and creativity of the human spirit is eclipsed, the joyous spark dulled and muted, and the sharpness of our clarity blunted and mutilated. We tend to live in ignorance, driven by primitive needs and desires. The sense of humanness leaves us. Even when we know we are human beings, we forget the value and exquisiteness of our gentleness, kindness and vulnerability. Our lives are rarely the pure manifestation of only one side of our potential, whether it is the freedom or the darkness. Most of us live a mixture of both in constantly varying proportions. Naturally, we all work very hard to maximize the freedom and joy, but we know from bitter experience how hard that is to do. We try this and that, listen to this teacher or that authority, lose heart and renew our resolve. But rarely do we feel certain about what will bring us to the states we desire. Rarely do we experience the positive human possibilities we yearn to embody. Yet even when they do manifest in our experience, we frequently fight them or become afraid of them. We yearn to expand and complete our humanity and make great efforts to do so, but so often end up thwarted and frustrated. Our successes are meager, and never seem to last. When the dynamism of our being unfolds our experience in its dark and negative possibilities, we find ourselves trapped in repeating patterns and closed loops. Although these closed loops of perception and action are dynamic, they are also compulsive and repetitive, robbing our experience of its freshness, our dynamism, of its creativity, and our life of its expansion and adventure. The vast universe of human possibilities becomes restricted to a very limited region of habitual experience. Freshness, newness, development and the thrill of discovery are all stifled. 
The situation is not hopeless, however, and we all know this someplace in our hearts. We know, perhaps vaguely, perhaps incompletely, that the human spirit possesses the possibility of enlarging its experience, of opening up its richness. We have many strengths to draw on, sensitivity, intelligence, discrimination, the potential for investigation and insight. We have, most of all, the capacity to learn. A path to freedom. Each of us has the ability to optimize our experience and attune ourselves to the unlimited dimensions of our humanity. We can all learn to open ourselves more fully to the creative dynamism of our being and the vastness of the human universe of possibilities. But how does this happen? How can we transform our lives into a thrilling journey of adventure, discovery and wonder? What will help us to, re to recognize and deal with the dark, destructive and constrictive manifestations of being in ourselves and the people around us? Where is the path that will show us the way to discover and live what will truly fulfill and complete us and what will assist all humanity to mature and all life to flourish? How can we release our spirit so that it can manifest the richness of its humanity and the divinity of its being? Many ways and paths exist to lead people to completeness and freedom. In this book, we will look at one of those ways. We will explore how inquiry can open our experience to true understanding and how this understanding can become so deep that it unfolds the fullness of our potential. As we have seen, our soul reveals its possibilities through its creative dynamism in two basic ways. The first is in an open and free manner. The second through a distorted and constricted process. In the former case, the soul manifests itself in a real and authentic way, while in the latter case, the soul becomes diminished, distorted and disconnected from its own true nature. Both of these experiences, authenticity and distortion, are inherent in the potential of our human soul. It is important to understand specifically and clearly the difference between these two major ways that our experience reveals itself. The most salient feature of this difference is central to our exploration in this book. When our experience is free and hence authentic, we discover that our soul is in touch with, in fact, inseparable from, true nature. The distorted experience, on the other hand, is characterized primarily by a lack of awareness of this true nature. The true nature of the soul. The awareness of the existence of the soul's true nature constitutes the core understanding in all major spiritual teachings. The primary understanding in any authentic experience of spiritual realization is that our soul, our self, our consciousness possesses a true nature, its essence. Being is the essence or true nature of the soul as it is of all manifestation. In the diamond approach we use the word essence 
to refer to the specific experience of being in its various aspects when it arises as the nature of the human soul. We experience ourselves as essence if our experience is free, unfabricated and spontaneously arising. Free, unfabricated and spontaneously arising. If our experience of ourselves is not dictated or determined by any external influence, that is, by any influence extraneous to the simplicity of just being, we are the essence of who we are. True or essential nature, therefore, refers to how the soul experiences herself when she is not conditioned by the past or by any mental images or self-concepts. We experience our essence when we are simply being instead of reacting or conceptualizing our experience or ourselves. Essence is not an object we find within ourselves. It is the true nature of who we are when we are relaxed and authentic, when we are not pretending to be one way or another, consciously or unconsciously. I guess in some way the reading of this is me inhabiting my essence. Essence is the truth of our very presence, the purity of our consciousness and awareness. It is what we are in our original and undefiled beingness, the ultimate core reality of our soul. Essence is the authentic presence of our being. It is, in fact, being in its thatness, in its thisness. Different spiritual traditions have given this different names. Christianity, Judaism and Islam call it spirit. Buddhism calls it Buddha nature. Taoism calls it the Tao. Hinduism calls it Atman or Brahman. The various traditions differ in how they conceptualize essence and how much they emphasize it in their teaching. But essence is always considered to be the most authentic, innate and fundamental nature of who we are. And the experience and realization of essence is the central task of spiritual work and development in all traditions. The diamond approach is characterized by a distinctive realization about our essential nature. Essence manifests in various forms as an intelligent response to the changing conditions of the human soul. Essence manifests in various forms as an intelligent response to the changing conditions of the human soul. These forms, which we call aspects or qualities of essence, include the perennial flavors of human experience such as love, peace, joy, truth, clarity, compassion, and value. Each essential aspect has a distinct experiential quality and reality and function, while all share the basic ground of essence, presence, self-aware luminosity, and openness, presence, self-aware luminosity, and openness. The journey of inquiry. The discoveries that form the basis of our path, the diamond approach, offer an original understanding of why the presence of being, with its essential manifestations, is not active and functioning in most of us. The fundamental insight can be stated as follows. Being as manifested in essential presence and its qualities is a natural and central part of the potential of the human being, the human animal. 
This potential inherently and spontaneously opens up and develops as part of an individual's maturation. When this unfoldment does not occur, psychological and epistemological barriers are the cause. These barriers consist primarily of fixed beliefs about oneself and reality in general, deeply held attitudes and inner positions and compulsive patterns of reactivity and behavior. These elements in turn are based on and are expressions of psychic attachment, identification to unconscious and unquestioned images and concepts about oneself and about experience in general. These inner attitudes, positions and assumptions reduce awareness of oneself, limit understanding of what's possible and impede the natural unfoldment of one's potential. The diamond approach is an open and open-ended inquiry into the various elements of our experience and its patterns. When that inquiry is sincere and intelligent, as I hope you are experiencing it now, it is bound to encounter the psychological and epistemological barriers against the free unfoldment of the soul. Challenging such barriers by questioning them leads to the insightful and directly felt comprehension of these barriers. In this way, inquiry and understanding penetrates the barriers and opens up our soul to the still unknown possibilities sleeping in its depths. Inquiry not only leads to greater awareness and understanding of ourselves, but also invites being to disclose its hidden possibilities through the process of unfoldment of experience and insight. This activates our essential presence in its various manifestations in a natural and orderly fashion. In turn, these essential aspects enhance the process of inquiry and understanding, taking both to subtler and deeper dimensions of experience and perception. This means that the activation of subtle dimensions depends on our understanding, and this understanding reflects our capacity to inquire into our everyday experience. In the diamond approach, we don't mechanically do exercises and practices that activate deep energies that we may not be able to understand or handle. Rather, the activation occurs on its own in response to one's capacity for openness, inquiry and understanding. And the fact that this capacity increases indirect relation to our level of maturity is the best safeguard against going too deep, too fast. We need to start at chapter 1 of a book and then move on to chapter 2, as I am going to do here. We must emphasize here that the understanding we are referring to is not mental or intellectual comprehension, but a direct awareness and experience of oneself that is insightful and clear. It is the clear discrimination of the truth of experience as an inseparable aspect of that experience. This understanding is the direct response of being to sincere inquiry. Embarking on the journey that begins in the following pages opens the door to a profound and intimate relationship with what it means to be a human being. The essential world of being human, being a conscious soul, is opening up and in each moment we discover it. Not only that, 
it is arising right here where you are now where we are now it is arising as the sound of that wood pigeon singing from the fir tree the journey of inquiry is both the longest and the shortest trip we will ever take we travel simply as far as we need to go to be where we already are this book is designed to open us up to the nature of this most mysterious and personal journey it is not a travelogue of magical and exotic places for that you can listen to my podcast <laughs> but it is an awakening to the capacities and possibilities in your soul this book is designed to open us up to the nature of this most mysterious and personal journey it is not a travelogue of magical and exotic places for that you can listen to some of my other podcasts but it, it is a it is an awakening to the capacities and possibilities in our souls for participating in the inner unfolding of our being what follows will orient our self-exploration so that we can recognize and encourage the implicit guidance that arises as we travel our own inner space and as the journey continues and our awareness deepens we will learn to appreciate the subtleties the richness and the intimacy that is ours as we follow together the path of inquiry Say butterfly up in the sky Got a story to say I'll tell you why I'm searching Ooh. You see my friend I fell fall in love Love, 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 love Love, love Oh Oh why, oh why, oh why I, I feel you just beside yeah, 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 searching. Searching, searching, searching. I'm searching, 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 searching. Down, I don't believe. I just know I can't conceive. I'm searching. Ooh. When love is gone and one believes, the love will come like my new leaves. I'll still be searching. Ah. And then the day that I will say that my soul lives a truthful way, I'm searching. Say butterfly up in the sky, got a story to say, I'll tell you why I'm searching. Searching, 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 I'm searching, 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 searching.